Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode 157. My name's Johnny Howard. I'm privileged enough to be out in France, in Nantes at the moment actually, covering the Men's World Cup. But that doesn't mean that Women's Rugby stops. Of course, there's a huge amount of rugby going on at the moment around the world. It's a building towards the inaugural W. XV. We're going to reflect on it all. We've got some reaction from England against Canada in the middle of this two-test series. We've got the Barbarians as well on their latest autumn tour. We've got a horde of Barbarians that we're catching up with. And we've got international news from Ireland, from New Zealand, from all the other nations, and a little bit of news from Rugby World Cup 2025 to bring you up to date with as well. But let's start at Exeter last Saturday the Red Roses started a, a new chapter didn't they 50 points to 24 with a healthy start to that new chapter our very own soon to be Dame Sarah Hunter in the coaching box in a new role significant day for Lark Atkin Davis yes she did get married over the summer her 50th cap couple of tries for Ellie Kildun Helena Rowland in an 8 try victory we spoke to England last week. Let's speak to Canada this week as they head towards the Stonex Stadium, Saracens' home game this weekend for the second test, a place where Sophie de Goody has called home in the past and will call home again after the WXV. Sophie de Goody on the WRP. Absolutely delighted to be joined by Sophie Degudi. I think we can class you as a friend of the pod, can't we, Sophie? Of course, yeah. Yeah, love it, love that. Um, how are you doing? You're looking very well, very fresh face. Where are you now? How's uh, how's England treating you? It's good. We're in Wofford now. It hasn't been too rainy. When we were in Exeter, we had like torrential downpour. Our hotel flooded, um, but it was good. We adapted, and it was it almost became more funny than anything. And hopefully, everyone was all right in in actually the town of Exeter with the floods. But there's a lot of rain, um, and so it's been nice, kind of getting the practice in the dry. And we played in great conditions. So yeah, all all around England's been great. Never a dull moment, Rugby Canada. Tell us about the flooding then. <laughs> yeah, so we were in. Um, a hotel in Exeter and we had all of our suites, like all of our rooms in the basement. So like physio room, meal room, um, storage room, all that type of thing. And then the, uh, some of us were in the meal room. Some girls were getting treatment and a ceiling tile fell down and we were like, what the heck? Like in the hallway. And then all of a sudden water just started to gush out of the ceiling (laughs) And started to fill up the downstairs and we had to grab everything from the storage room, like all our bags, equipment, everything, everything from the treatment room, try to carry it upstairs because we weren't supposed to be using the elevators um, and just grab all of our crap and bring it up. And then literally five minutes after we got out of the basement, all the ceiling tiles started falling down. And yeah, it was kind of crazy, but everyone was fine and we saved everything, I think. Yeah, we got everything out of there. So it was a bit crazy, but then we adapted and made something out of the public restaurant on the first floor to be our meeting room and meal room. And yeah, it was all good. The hotel was really accommodating, but it was kind of crazy. I mean, what, I, mean I, I guess yeah, you're very welcome. That extra training, thinking on your feet, adapting yeah. to situations. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our liaison officer is um, a Navy 
uh, guy as well. So he was right on top of it, like super quick to react. So, yeah, we were pretty lucky. Good, let's get into uh, the, the game on Saturday. Um, Sandy Park, good place to, 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 to play rugby. A good old crowd in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 50-24, the, the, the final score. Your, your, your assessment now that the, the dust has settled somewhat. Yeah, it was a great crowd for sure. Um, I think we didn't come out uh, the way that we wanted to. We let them get up 12-0 and get comfortable pretty quickly. Um, some of that was just like positioning on defense and some of it was skill execution from them. Um, but I think going into this weekend, we need to put them under more pressure um, defensively. I think they were allowed to do for the most part what they wanted to do on attack, obviously, if they're scoring 50 points. Um, so that's been a big focus for us. Uh, on attack, we created some opportunities, but we didn't finish very well. Um, I think we had a couple of sort of 4v2s, 4v1s, 3v1s that we just weren't quite executing. Um, yeah, so things like that, little pieces, but they make a big difference when you're doing them consistently throughout the game. So, um, yeah, we talk about details a lot, and I don't think we got them right on the weekend. And so we just need to fix that um, for this Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say that all sound like – I mean. It's all for hypothetical and easy for me to yeah. saying it, but but all quite fixable stuff for for the second test this weekend at the Stone X. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's um I don't think it's a physical thing for us. It's not like a lack of fitness or speed or strength or anything. I think we have that in spades, um, and I don't think it's skill. It's just the actual execution under pressure. Um, so like mentally um, being willing to take it all the way to the line before you release the pass, things like that. Um, and then when they put the pressure on us with going up 12 points and then putting keep putting scoreboard pressure on, like, how do we continue to respond and keep, continue to close that gap or ideally pull out ahead or, or um, stay even for longer? Um, so, yeah, I think it's more on, like, the mental, tactical side. Um, so that's kind of more of what we've been addressing this week. And then again, anytime you get 50 points on you, you have to look at your defense. So we've been doing a lot of that. Uh, and, and, and obviously you improve, um, and that's fairly obvious, most teams with, with time together. That was certainly the case of the of the World Cup. How, how much time did you have together coming into uh, this, this tour? Uh, we arrived on a Thursday. We had a practice Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it was test week. So like seven days leading into the game, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, England had 47 weeks together ahead of this yeah. uh, this two test yeah. series. But, but, you know, hey, there's a difference. Um, I, I, I did... Oh look, we, we've all said for for quite some time. If you were to support it to the level that that England um, and sort of New Zealand are, then you guys yeah. would would be in a World Cup final every single time. Yeah, um, the thing that is, frustrate you? Yes and no. Like it's reality, and I think that we're pretty. You, like we, you have to come to grips with it. It's not changing anytime soon. And yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to be better supported and have the time together that England and New Zealand do. Um, our union like is just doesn't isn't capable. It's not that they don't want to, and they support us as equally as they support the men. It's just that the resource pool that we're pulling from is small, and we're I, like I guarantee you, we're working really hard to 
grow that resource pool and bring in more sponsors. And I know our team at Rugby Canada is doing that, but sometimes it just, it doesn't come to fruition as fast as you'd like. And um, so we have to find ways to be creative and make do and, you know, be like water and adapt. And I don't think we did it well enough this week. I, I don't think, I mean, yeah, if we'd had more time together, we probably would have been better, but um, in the end, like that's our reality. And so we have to find ways to work around it. Um, and I think we can do, I think we can do better at, at working around it and adapting. And we could have been better in those seven days leading up to it to lead to a better performance. So I never want to say like the thing that's holding us back is the time together because it's not going to change. And so then you're automatically limiting what you can do. I still think we can win the world cup. Um, it's just, we have to be creative and resourceful and adapt adapt to what we do have instead of you know whinging on about what we don't yeah and that's so incredibly you um we can do the whinging for you um well, I, appreciate, on, uh... I appreciate you doing that on our behalf <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on people what a great bunch of ladies honestly they're fabulous and they're great on the field as well so if you, what what what's where, where's the where's the beeswax out where's the polish out for for this weekend what what have you what have you particularly working on the 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 d obviously but what other little tiny areas that you you saw within england that you need to to get right to, to sarah's this weekend yeah i think our our line out attack let us down in the kind of through the second half uh so we need to get that right as forwards um I think our strike plays can be sharper through the backs and that'll create more opportunities and more momentum off of phase one. Um, so those would be two areas that'll just get us off on a better foot to start on our attack. As you said, like defense has probably been the main focus. Um, but beyond that, yeah, if we can be stronger with our lineup set piece and then our strike plays off the back of that, I think it'll set us up for more momentum and more success in our attack. Yeah, use use that ball more efficiently. What what did you make? There's yeah. been plenty over here made of, of England. So a few changes in the coaching boxes and uh, and a few new players. What what did you what did you make of them? Um, did you manage to give Mackenzie Carson a little dig? <laughs> no, I didn't. Unfortunately, she scored a try. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, I think that they were t- typically strong, and they I I don't think that's changing anytime soon. They're a really strong side. Um, they're well coached pretty much no matter who's coaching them. I think the RFU does a, a good job picking their, you know, their staff and their, they have um, a lot of good talented people on their staff and in their squad. So yeah, they were, you know, as hard and physical as we expected. Um, they have a lot of skill through their back line. I think Ellie killed on like s- sliced and diced us through the defense. Um, I think Holly, ran the team really well from 10 and then their forwards pack was again typically strong so they um were what we expected um I don't think there was anything crazy in there other than like the attacking kicks were a bit different than um what we've seen from them before potentially um but yeah I know they'll come with something new this weekend I think that's one of their skills is because of the time together they can constantly iterate and tune things up and bring in new ideas um but yeah, they're they're a solid squad, obviously, and they they always will be. So I, it'll be another tough challenge this weekend. So we're playing against England without Sarah Hunter at number eight. <laughs> uh, I think because I'm still pretty young, 
in my career. I hadn't, played, I hadn't played against England with Sarah Hunter that many times. Um, so it's not crazy weird to me, but I know in the grand scheme of rugby, it is very weird. And uh, I'm just happy that she's still involved and not just fading off into the distance. I think it's pretty cool that she's on that staff now and she gets to keep um, handing that knowledge down to the current and future generations. Look, yeah, on a, on, a, on a personal level, um, Stanix this weekend, the second test between England and uh, Canada. But that's going to be be home again for you, isn't it? Yeah. I know we spoke um, around the World Cup, wasn't it? Um, and this was your plan to to come back here. You got finished off some studies and had some just a minor matter of qualifying for the Olympics for the sevens team uh, to deal with, which which you've done now. But how much are you looking forward to to getting back under Alex Orsabri and, and back in the Saracens family? Yeah, so much. I really enjoyed my time in North London last time I was here, but it was during COVID. So I feel like I didn't quite get um, the full experience. And so I'm really stoked to be back here and get to actually meet fans and meet people in North London and walk about, go for coffee, things like that, and just actually get kind of immersed in the community. And then at series itself, I think um, I know we have a winning culture and it wasn't there last. uh, It didn't come to fruition last year. So I'm pretty um, into being part of the change and um, getting us over the hump this year. Um, and yeah, I just love playing rugby week in, week out. And I think that's something that you can get in the league here that we don't get back home. It's good quality rugby every weekend. And I think we have really talented people on our roster and in our staff that I'm excited to learn from. I think there's a whole um, other level that I can get to, but I need... Um, I need to be able to learn from other players and uh, staff like the ones that we have at series. So I'm pretty, pretty well looking forward to what could happen this season. Well, I know you, you quickly became a, a favourite with the Saracens fans. I mean, a, a background Marley Packer, Sophie Degudi, and uh, Popicli. I mean, my my word, the 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 mind boggles. Um, just to mention three, um, fantastic. And just just finally, Sophie, just looking slightly further ahead, WXV. You guys are what, over here permanently now, or are you going to go back home before? We have a, a short break between, so I'm going to stay here at series during that break, but some of the women will go home, others will go uh, to their clubs in England or France uh, for that week or so, and then we leave for New Zealand on October 9th. I mean, we could talk about timing when the Men's World Cup is going on, and blah, blah, blah. It, these things are never going to be perfect, but to have a global yeah. competition done tier wise, it's fantastic, isn't it, for the game? Yeah, it's honestly incredible, and I I can't even imagine how much work went in behind the scenes to make this happen, and to reimagine how the women's game could be, learning from successes and downfalls of the men's calendar and and men's programming, and I think we're really on the right in the right step uh, in the right direction with this. Um, WXV system and tier system that we have, and yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited. It feels like a mini World Cup, so um, I can't wait to get down there and get back to New Zealand. We had an incredible time last time, and um, yeah, these two games against England, I think, will prepare us really well to go out and perform when we get down there. And obviously, you're going to go and go and win WXV one. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, of course. 
Perfect. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as ever, absolute uh, pleasure to to speak to you. Good luck this weekend. Um, no doubt we're going to touch line at South at some point and, and all the best at WXV. But uh, thanks for joining us on the thanks WRP. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. I'm Claudia McDonald and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Speaks so brilliantly, doesn't she, Sophie? And as she was saying... As we round up the international news over the last few weeks and indeed month or so, Canada have qualified for the Paris Olympics. Those World Cup venues have been announced, haven't they? Really good spread. I think they've gone down really well. York Community Stadium, the Stadium of Light in Sunderland. We've got uh, Northampton, Franklin's Garden, Salford Community Stadium as well. Sandy Park in Exeter, Ashton Gate in Bristol, Brighton as well, and of course, Twickenham. So a really good spread of venues gone down particularly well with rugby fans. Ireland have a new coach, Scott Beeman. Congratulations to Scott Beeman, formerly with the Red Roses, of course. Just announced his latest squad preparing for WXV. Sam Monaghan and Adele McMahon, congratulations to you two co-captains. USA have a new interim head coach as well, Milton Hogg. They're playing Wales this weekend. Scotland against Spain, the Blackferns against the Wallaroos. Of course, all these teams getting some game time in ahead of WXV. Japan and Fiji have done the same. They've locked horns. Japan with a a couple of wins there, 41-36 and 24-29. South Africa beat Kenya really healthily, 77 points to 12. But to finally just round up the international news for you. Ukraine, in the war-torn country, they put together their first ever women's 15 side. I mean, just quite incredible with what's going on in the country. Um, but just shows you, doesn't it, that the growth of this brilliant sport that we're involved in. It was to celebrate 100 years of Catalonian rugby and they were invited to put together a team and did so. Sadly lost 15-7, but I don't think that was really the point. Just brilliant to see them with a team out on the park. Fiona Stockley has been weaving her wand as well. She, she's basically a women's barbarians team. Fiona Stockley was involved with WASP for many, many years. She's collaborated, I don't know whether it was over a cauldron or not, but with Lynn Cantwell as well, who is just just doing incredible things out in South Africa with women's rugby in between having multiple children. I don't quite know how she has the ability to spin quite so many plates. But um, yeah, the Barbarians came up against uh, South Africa last weekend. 26 points to 38, the Barbarians won. It's a rerun of uh, that game two years ago. Back at Twickenham, and it's just an incredible squad that uh, Stockers has, has put together. Players literally rushing out of retirement to pull on the famous white and black hoops. Patricia Garcia, El Snowsill, Kate Older, Kira Griffin is there, Lindsay Pete, Vicky Fleetwood, Sarah Baratine, Joe Kitlinski as well from the USA. So, a really good spread. And I just had to catch up with a couple of them. Up against Munster this weekend. Do apologise for the quality of, of some of this recording, um, but to get a, a horde of barbarians uh, is not the easiest thing. So here they are. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely delighted on the WRP to be joined by collective noun for barbarians, probably a horde. I'm going with horde uh, of barbarians. Um, I just just think probably that's just where barbarians are, aren't they? Um, But uh, we've got Lindsay Pitt from Ireland, Kate Order from from England, El Snowsill from Wales, Joe Kitlinski from the USA. Ladies, it's uh, 11 o'clock here in the UK. It's Oh, no, 10 o'clock here in the UK. 11 o'clock Monday morning uh, after a weekend. How many hours sleep? Have we had, uh, when did we finish celebrating the win on Saturday? Ah, uh, we'd a rough out night that night, maybe. <laughs> three hours sleep Saturday yeah. night? Yeah. three that. hours sleep Saturday night? Because we had to get up for a pool recovery, so mm-hmm. some of us rolled out of bed, fell on the floor, it was a nice wake up, and off we went to the pool. <laughs> Great stuff, and... Going, Joe, just coming together as a as a squad like this of barbarians, it's it's incredibly unique, isn't it? Oh yes, it's it's very unique, and I've seen a lot of these players play and haven't had the chance to to play with or against them, so it's just very special to be here. Is that the appeal? Is that the appeal, Lindsay? Um, to you know, at um, your 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 more mature years, to 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 pull on that uh, black and white shirt again. Have I put that you know, in figure enough? She got a new nickname now. Her Do you know what? Nickname is senior. Did she text you about this? <laughs> did, did you text him about no. this? This is Simon from the Inbetweeners. I'll tell you what. You should, I hope you brought Suda Cream because I had to. We've been absolutely burning one another. <laughs> um, yes. Obviously, Jude, Kira Griffin's nickname is Junior. So this absolute clever clock here beside me goes, oh, I can aim for her. What about Senia? <laughs> you know, how If the boot and fits. Pardon? You know, yeah, but she's always coming in between us. So she's one of the in-betweeners. We gave her Simon. Kind of <laughs> hits the sea how cool. Then she also got a new name. This is Deborah Downer because I have never... And anyone so bleeding pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what I love about this tour is, firstly, genuinely, on a general level, the skill set and the players want to play with them. After a lot of the times we've been on, like, say, Patricia Garcia, you know, we did an awful time not making the World Cup when she was absolutely int- instrumental when she was back in the 15th set up for Spain for that tournament. Um, and I can't lie, obviously, I hate her for that, along with many <laughs> other Spaniards. But she's absolutely world class. And even her first training session, I haven't played a year. Um, obviously, the, the three girls uh, beside me are absolutely world class. And there's many more amongst this team. So that's the rugby side. So to play with such freedom, with skillful people, that'll put you through a gap that some can't even see is, is brilliant. But then, like, I have to say, one person who's probably been... And this is not just to pick someone out, but only because we would have absolutely kicked the face off with another was shooing. <laughs> I think she's brilliant because she probably thought I was an asshole as well. And I'm not saying she was, but like I was always at a wrestling bitch face and trying to kill everyone. So um, we just have not stopped laughing, the whole crew of us. So it's been lovely. It's been great. And South Africa is an unbelievable country. So. I don't think we can put into words really how special this setup is for like we had three hours training and we were able to put a albeit like inconsistent performance, but we still got a really good win against the tier two nation. 
that will kick off their international calendar now in a couple of weeks at home in South Africa. So three hours and we still manage a good win and some some nice plays among. I think we can end the pod there. She's covered everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry about that. I just <laughs> Lovely to have you on, ladies. Thanks so much. We expected nothing less. Um, I, I do, for any of the children listening, I do have to um, apologize for putting out Lindsay Peak, uh, mother of one, um, for her language. But no, um, uh, L, you've, you, you've played in a, in a, in a Welsh 15 shirt for many, many, many a year. What, what, what's the What's the appeal of actually getting on the field? I, we can talk about the, you know, the the little pet sheep you have and and the fun times you had off the bar. But in terms of a, a player of your your standard and longevity, what's the appeal of uh, of the black and white hoops? Just the freedom that you get to express yourself. So obviously, like when whenever you put the international shirt on, um, it's all about results. Um, obviously, so it's about doing what you can to win the game. Whereas with Barbas, it's it's just about enjoyment, about playing, um, about having fun. And it like brings you back to why you played in the first place when, when you're playing with your clubs or your unis or whoever you started with, like why you actually picked up a ball and carried on playing. Um, so, you know, the opportunity to try some different things like that you might not have had the confidence to on an international stage or, or check the ball out, I think. I think senior here threw a 20 metre pass at one point. It's um, unusual <laughs> for a prop, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and we tried, we tried a little penalty move um, where I kicked it over my head and stuff like that. So just the opportunity to try different things, really, and have fun with it. Oh, wicked! The old bicycle box kick. Uh, loving a bit of that. Um, Kate, how, how did it come about for you? Because you've had a, a bit of time away from the the, the game, um, and obviously uh, many years at Wasp, and that's. Um, Sad story at the, uh, at the moment. How did it come about for you? I, I suspect a lady called Fiona Stockley might have had something to do with it. She was. So I got the call um, back in 2020 originally for another tour. Um, obviously, peak physical fitness, playing week in, week out. I was like, this is going to be amazing. COVID happened. Um, and then I had, had my baby and I thought, God, it's never going to come back around. And then um, Stocker's video called me. Can you believe I was making a crumble in my kitchen? How old lady. She was like, your boots ready? I was like, let me just put my crumble down and I'll have a think about it. So she called and said, look, you've been playing some sevens. Are you match fit? And obviously for the bar bars, you say yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> you get to the gym pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, so she called me and just feel so grateful because I, I truly thought that that 2020 might have been my only shot, not playing in the, the premiership now. But, yeah, got that video call from Stockers and here we are. She still could play in the Prem if anyone's looking for a centre. <laughs> I'm being genuine. She's still absolutely unbelievable. Don't have to convince me in the, in, in the slightest. Joe, how, how good's the stash and how good is it on your rugby playing CV to now be able to, to, to put Barbarian? Yeah, no, it's the stash is nice. We have... I, I guess I brought too many other clothing, so <laughs> I was having a little bit of an issue packing up everything today. But, um, no, this is amazing. I've played for my national team, and I played against the Barbarians in Colorado, and it was just such an amazing game. So I've since then just dreamed to play for this team, and I'm so excited that I got the, the call up to, to come play as well. 
So stalkers gave you a call. You were badging her, texting her, going, "Oh, when's the next part?" I actually did. I got a message, but there's no way. Don't worry about the video calls, the text message. I got an Instagram message actually. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just an age thing. Actually, you're you're at home on a video call on a, on a landline making crumble. Joe's yeah, Joe, Joe's on Instagram doing a reel for it. Now, what were you doing, Lindsay? Just crochet at home with your slippers on. Listen, I don't know. Probably, I can't actually say I'm just a <laughs> You'll have to say that again, but move forward because the mic doesn't quite stretch that far. I was probably doing something mature, like planting vegetables. Or immature. Nice. Brilliant. So let's get into the game. Um, as you say, um, a decent decent win against um, against South Africa. Um, how much fun was it to to, to get out there and and, uh, and play? I mean, yes, as you say, only three hours training and lots of training off the field. But but actually, to to, to get out there and play against a, an international team. Uh, how quickly do the, the those fires and juices of international rugby that you've you've all had a, a taste of? How, how quickly do they get get fired up again? Lindsay, senior, sorry. Well, pretty pretty quickly, you're you're chuckling away, and then you're kind of you flick into game mode. Um, but like uh, Snowy said, it's because you have a license. Gonna sound so cheesy, but license to thrill, like you just can, you know, the shackles are off, there's no pressure, and you can actually try try things. And some of the you know phases and moves we put together, the runner lines were excellent. Like we scored two very quick tries. Me and Junior were out on the 15 meter channel out in the wing, we were kind of a bit disorientated, like we were up at altitude. But um, <laughs> you know, and like I've never met uh, Beth, Beth, I'm just trying to pronounce my THS right, uh, Beth Stafford had some. Like a lovely running line off me for another try. So like the kick, the kicks for territory. I thought actually Lizzie Golden had an excellent game. Mm-hmm. She really was so lively um, and created a lot of front football. Same with great, great Steiner faces I call her now. So <laughs> to be honest, Johnny, you could mention anyone who come on because everyone did something so positive. Now I won't lie to you, the South Africans are absolutely huge. <laughs> everyone kind of after the first few hits from them, we were kind of we were like twinkle toes. We were like trying to stay away from them, but um. They're a much, much improved team to, to the setup we played uh, back in 2021, to be fair. So they're much more structured and they've had a couple of players. They're, they're very good athletes and they'll do well now in the, the Tier 2 competition. Yeah, uh, 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 a lady you, you would know, Lindsay, uh, out there, it, it would appear with some sort of magic wand that um, she she is waving over the over the place. Was, was she knocking around with her 47 children she's now got? <laughs> Yeah, she was. She was. And um, her youngest was kind of being passed around the, the team in a, in a real rugby family fashion. She'd kind of poke her head up at some point and just make sure the baby was still in the room. But yeah, it was it was great to see her and what she's come over and done with the South African team. By all accounts from you guys playing against them before is incredible. Um, the way she spoke, the way the captain spoke, there's a, a strong camaraderie out here. And I think on the field, the barbar spirit came out because there were some huge hits. <laughs> and kind of because you're, you're part of the barbar, you're getting back up and smiling, thinking, we'll go again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the barbar spirit had a lot, a big impact that afternoon. Brilliant. And, and uh, El, what's, what's been the, the funnest evening out or the funnest part of an evening out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what some really intense oh. games of scrabble between the. Yeah, well, me and Shuey put a bit of 
peer pressure on this one I, to have a few drinks. Now her face loosened up into a few smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then her shoulders dancing. <laughs> After a game, I have this massive like caffeine and like sugar come down and I'm literally, I can barely speak at the games now. I don't know if it's my age or what. You, yeah, you yeah. could tell me that. But, um, Excuse me, I was <laughs> bopping around the place and shaking. <laughs> so we watched um, the Irish-South Africa game in our team room, uh, which was awesome. Um, most of us rooted in for Ireland, a few not. Um, and then, yeah, there was the decision of whether to go out or not. A couple of people went back to bed um, and I was definitely going to be one of them, but I def- I got dragged out by um, Senior here and Shuey and then peer pressured a little bit. And I don't normally succumb to peer pressure, but um, I did, and we ended up having a great night. Found this random bar. Um, ended up, you know, when you have the, the, the night after where you're checking your bank account and you're like, oh, God, how much did I spend? Because we were all going on rounds. Um, spent probably about eight quid, like every round was like <laughs> four pounds. And if I'd known that, we'd have had a, a oh, lot more yeah. rounds. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great night. But uh, Joe, what was shirt presentation like? Uh, have there been um, a- any sort of stirring speeches that have that, that have got you sort of particularly focused into the the barbarians' way? Yeah, no the the shirt presentation was great. I think I was telling May that the U.S. team always does a pretty elaborate <laughs> shirt presentation where we present to each other, and there's always a theme. So it's kind of nice just to to come in, have the coaches do a speech, and and get those um, shirts. But we also watched a video, a five-minute video on the history of the Barbarians, some clips from Colorado. So I think that was really special just to, to hear from the coaches and the players and just yell that. I but, heard you had a marching band, you know, come in to bring, and use march behind them for your jersey. A marching band? No. All the battles. All the no, we, we get a lot Throwing of like, in the air. columns and haikus. There's always like some <laughs> sort of theme, and it like makes me nervous going into each jersey ceremony because I'm like, gosh, like there's just like something going on. So it's nice to not have to say anything. <laughs> and that, nice the night week. before the shirt prize, we actually did a meeting that you always do with the barbers called like my why. So you all get told beforehand you have to bring an item, sort of to talk about like your rugby journey and why you've got to where you've got to and that sort of thing. And it was really emotional, like incredible. It lasted two hours and everyone went round and, you know, I think for me, like to, to take it a little bit more serious just for a, for a second, like realising the struggles that every other country have had, um, whether that's with their unions or, or personal reasons, like it's unbelievable. Like, Sometimes when you're in your union, you do feel quite isolated and that it's only you and you're playing against the other teams and they're the enemies. But to realise that, you know, Ireland, Scotland, um, sort of all the other countries have also been through a lot. It, it's it sort of it makes you realise we're all in it together as, as women's rugby. And, you know, things are so much better now, but a lot of the players have been playing for, for a decade or so. And, you know, the game has improved a lot in terms of what we get. But but it was quite harrowing at times I think to listen to what some of the girls have been through yeah and I think that was it's very hard to be vulnerable in 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 a group of players that you've only met you know it really really is and to bear your soul and we had gone the day before to a school called Ocean View and I said to Shuey like my heart she thought I was going to have a heart attack through a plain touch but actually my heart broke like my heart was full because these kids no one comes to visit them, you know, or they're very reluctant to because the area is so rough. Um, they're the most gorgeous group of kids. They were so tactile and loving and just full of energy. 
and they came, 45 of them came to the game. So as much as we talk about the Baba spirit, I think, and again, it's not to sound cliche, like sport is a universal language where you can connect regardless of your background. That's what the barbarians do. Regardless, you're open to explain your background and your story, but we all connected and intertwined and we're galvanized by that. And I think to have the kids the day before, they were taking their boots out of a box and had a like an array of gear that was probably donated to them very kindly. And all they had was nothing but energy, love, and a smile on their face. Uh, they've messaged us looking for photos and autographs and their first international match. And the captain spoke very well after the game. Uh, and she said that, you know, women's sport in South Africa is on the rise. But if that energy is behind them between the team and their singing and the amount of hits they put in, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with and to inspire each other and the kids that are looking at it. It's it's really, really powerful, you know. So inside our room, outside our room, throughout the trip so far has been just just a really, really positive, good energy. You know, I, I couldn't explain it. I wouldn't do it justice uh, with any of the words I picked. And, and I mean that genuinely, like, I've had a very good life. We've had a struggle, but, you know, we're in a good place. Our fight has been worth it. You know, some of us, like Junior's still there and she, Jesus, she could still play international rugby, you know, that's the sad part, but she's happy and she's a smile on her face and that's what this trip does. It, really, it just brings that smile and that love back back to you. Yeah, when when I, I heard that it was a, a announced going to South Africa, it was fairly obvious that the connection just to, to make that happen, but um, to take us away and as you said, I mean, when I did my first World Cup, South women weren't really allowed to play rugby. Um, to, to to get to where they are now, it's just uh, just quite incredible. Um, oh, Lindsay, that's um, yeah, probably got me in the morning on a Monday. Thanks very much for that. Um, <laughs> but typical Bob is isn't it? You're laughing and joking one minute, and then and then that sort of that um, yeah, the emotion comes comes kicking shape again. Hey, what's the what's the plan for the rest of the week now? Because you've got uh, another game on the horizon. Yeah, and I think we're all so glad that we get to go again. I think if we were all flying home today, we'd be gutted. So the fact that we get to do the whole thing again with a different twist on it, obviously going to Ireland, lots of the the Irish girls are going to be showing us the ropes and be joining with the men and we've got the president's dinner coming up. So the fact that we get round two... um, we can't wait. Well, we have a special guest coming. Little Bo is coming. <laughs> yes. And Oscar, yeah. <laughs> uh, his partner. So a lot of our family, uh, Snowy's mum and dad has been here. Um, they've been great crack. And a lot of the families will come over to Limerick. And I, I'm very excited for that because it's it's just an extra layer, you know, onto what this experience has been. I think Tomlin Park so, so far, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good crowd, not only because it's a double header, but actually the kind of, the love is getting back to, to Ireland with rugby and it's been spread out. It's not only, obviously, our men who had a, a great win in the World Cup, but it's, it's just a nice buzz there at the minute and we're, hopefully we'll feed off that now as we go. Cooney's got 40 people on a minibus. <laughs> 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 we're all putting in the group how many tickets we need. Two, three, two and a baby. Cooney, 44. <laughs> <laughs> I have a minibus. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing. We're definitely going to need a bigger bus. Um, but Joe, have you, you you played at Toman Park before? I haven't actually. No, I've actually never played against against Ireland either. Oh, nice! You're in for a massive treat, and off the crest of a 
away for the uh, the Celts over the weekend uh, on on the dark side of the the, the men's uh, men's game. El, you, I had to check the score a couple of times, even this morning. Um, can you quite believe yeah. um, the, the the result from Wales last night? Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, we came back. We had a long day yesterday. Obviously, sleep deprived from the night before. Cocktails um, <laughs> and then and then cocktails and yeah, like a long day. But um, got back to the hotel and all I wanted to do was sleep. But I am so glad I didn't because what a game! Like incredible. I think it all just clicked for them, didn't it? I, I mean, I I don't think anyone would have predicted that scoreline. So you know, awesome for these guys the, the day before, and then for us to also get the win. Um, just build so much excitement about rugby in our country. So it was awesome. We got we made our Barry's tea in the bedroom. Gave her a purple <laughs> snack. Her and Yeah, I think it was the Barry's tea. Basically. I think it was the Barry's tea. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Lindsay, uh, highly impressive from um, from from your boys at the weekend. Psychologically, for me, anyway, personally, my opinion, psychologically, that's that is one hell of a state. I think it is, and you know, I've had good banter with the South Africans um, <laughs> unexpectedly. You know, we were on a tour yesterday of Robin Island, and the tour guide was lovely. They were all fabulous, and I said, "Oh, you know, mention the rugby, any Irish." And of course, I made sure we were known, so we'd good crack about it. But uh, it's a there is a difference with Andy Farrell this year, and I think I said it before for last year's Six Nations was going to be telling could they actually stand up and own world number one. And by God, it was ferocious. You know, it was smack for smack, pound for pound. Robbie, if I'm honest, the South Africans, that, you know, they led us away considering, they, you know, the missed penalties. Um, but we're not. That's not nothing to do with us. We have oh, well. to take the hard look, pal. But look, that won't be the end of the box. We know that. And I think we're just happy we have got the win and we've no injuries. You know, that's been a big thing. I think every the, all the big nations have had a big injury. Obviously, Wishing and Van Dupont were fast and speedy recoveries. And no one likes to see anybody out injured. But um, yeah, look, Ireland, there's something different, and they're just just you know, simple things. There's an awful grid about them, and yeah, there's a nice bite to it. I think Andy Farrell's done well. And they're relaxed and they're happy, and exactly what we know how different we can play as individuals and collectively uh, when you're happy and you you're allowed to express yourself. So yeah, long may the win and straight continue. Might be way. I think we could get Wales in a semi, maybe if we're lucky. <laughs> Ooh, big one, Kate. Um, this barbarian's experience has it just uh, just finally just, has it fueled your your desire to um, to get back out there on a on a on a more regular basis? Oh, yeah, that is a big question. Yeah, I don't. It's never been a question about desire. Um, I think it's just time. You know, the the Premiership now is pretty much a full time program. Even before I had my little boy, girls are getting to the club at nine a.m., ten a.m. They're doing analysis one-to-one S&C and the realities of, of that don't get me wrong you know you might see me as a real backup reserve for some team <laughs> they get loads of injuries towards the end they'll roll, roll me on on a Saturday maybe but yeah the, the desire never went away and definitely this trip's made it stronger more so the people than anything you, you miss your rugby mates there's, there's no people quite like them brilliant stuff we'll leave it there um you're uh Got a busy day, or we straight to cocktails now, isn't it? It's what sun's getting over the yard arm there. Yeah, what's we, the we early doors of... cocktail we get into now? My first cocktail. Yeah. Yes. Ah, just a nice Long Island, just to open up the day. Nice. <laughs> the cocktails yesterday: skateboards, yeah, dry ice, flamingos, whales. <laughs> Wow. And that's just the yeah. fancy dress, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
on, uh, uh, on that note, uh, ladies, thank you so much for for hauling yourselves out of bed, out of the shower without rinsing. Um, uh, but no, really, really appreciate your time. In, enjoy the rest of your trap, uh, your, your your trip, and uh, enjoy the the monster experience as well. But um, yeah, lovely to see you all. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm Vicky Fleetwood, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So, as the ladies were saying, Munster this weekend, Cape Town to Munster. Clearly had a great deal of fun in, in Cape Town. On their way to Ireland now, the Barbarians squad to play Munster at the weekend. The game is being streamed. Well done to Munster. 4.30 Athlone Stadium. Tickets are only €6. So if you're in the area, just in this rich vein of rugby that we're in at the moment, um, go along and support the Barbarians. It is a brilliant squad, as we've said. So yes, do get along to that. In domestic news, over in New Zealand, Auckland Storm have won the Farah Palmer Cup. 39 points to 27, their 16th title. Over the holders, Canterbury, 17-year-old Angelica Vahahi was the star. She scored 12 tries in the competition at 17 years of age. Get a chance to uh, have a look at one of her breaks in the final. Something of uh, sheer, sheer quality. In the championship, so the sort of second level down, the Farah Palmer Championship, Northland have been promoted after upsetting the unbeaten Manawatu in Palmy North. Palmer stood north, so congratulations to Northland. We were hoping to get a bit of reaction from Leinster uh, because they grabbed the Interpros title, denying Munster a hat-trick of titles. Lee Tarpery with two tries and player of the match in the 33. Three points to 14 victory so we're hoping to speak to her but uh, that one has not worked out so just to round things up don't forget this weekend Wales against USA Scotland against Spain the Black Ferns against the Wallaroos and just mark your diaries if you haven't done already the start of the WXV the inaugural WXV Two and three in Dubai, of course, starting on the 14th of October. And WXV1 on the 21st of October. I'm just hearing that ITV will be showing the Red Roses games from WXV as well. So fair play to you, ITV, for putting that out there. Last thing is to say, um, just wishing all our thoughts and love and hugs to Gary Street. And his wife, Flip, and the boys. Uh, Gary's a little bit unwell at the moment, um, but he's on the road to recovery. And everyone here at the WRP just wishes Gary and Flip all the very best at the moment. I look forward to coming for a visit when uh, when I get back from France. Enjoy the Red Roses game this weekend. That's being streamed on the England Facebook page, the website, all the rest of it. And that Barbarians game against Munster as well. And the Wales game being streamed, I understand as well so enjoy all of those see you next time